Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a big day. Big day. Holiday cups are back at Starbucks. You know, I've been waiting for this day for months now. Where's Cam Newton in 2020? What about OBJ? Could he be elsewhere? Could he be on the move? An interesting report on Odell Beckham Jr.'s future. And also, can't wait for the dumpster fire 2019 Giants and Jets. The game of the year for football fans in New York. Home and home radio.com sports original. We are brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Check them out. ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. That is enter. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Big show for you today. Nick Costos with us for the entire hour. We should do an over-under on curse words in the 8 o'clock hour. I'll set it at... 17, 17 F-bombs in the 8 o'clock hour, the over-under. 9 o'clock hour, Brad Evans joins us with fantasy football tips. 10 o'clock hour, at Beard Brand on Instagram. Check them out because Eric Bandholes, that's his website, his Instagram feed, and they're going to help us decide Movember Madness. We have a beard bracket all set up for the best facial hair in all of sports today. Let's bring in our friends, Ross Tucker, home in Pennsylvania, Nick Costos, otherwise known as Baker Mayfield with us for the entire hour. And you are a gambling man. Was the over under at F bombs right at 17 or was that low fellas? Yeah. Sharp. Yeah, sharp money is the over. So I think you may have, you may have said it a little, a little, a little short there at 17. Fuck face. Well, hold on a second. Is it, is it swear words or F words? There's a difference. I think he only uses one, doesn't he? So sometimes, sometimes shit ass is like whatever ass is like a colloquialism is whatever. Fuck though is like you know what I say Budweiser is the king of beers, whether it's true or not. Fuck is the unquestioned king of swear words, and it's so versatile. It can be used in so many different ways. It can be used to describe something good, something bad. It really, it's the, it is by far the best word in the English language, not even close. I have a question about this. At what point, first of all, where does the word that word even come from. I'm not as comfortable at eight o'clock in the morning throwing it out there like like Baker Costos. All right. So number one, where did the F word come from in the first place? Number two, who gets to decide what is or isn't a curse word? And like when did that happen? Like who's the guy that was like, no, you cannot say that on the radio. You can say this. That is a curse word. Like probably some douchebag Princeton graduate. <laughs> I was gonna say George Carlin, but uh, yeah, perhaps that probably is probably someone and that went right. to Princeton in the Ivory Tower. I would say. <laughs> what am I an etymologist? No, you know what? Where did fuck come from? I don't know. <laughs> no, you know what, Nick? 
the guy that went to Princeton owns the company, and he had his guy that works for him that went to Fordham come up with the list. Right, he's still a douche. Douchey, douchey, douche. All right, you're already at six. Six <laughs> in four minutes. So my 17 was woefully, woefully low on over-unders for, even if it was just F-bombs, I think we're under that. But six total curse words. We're a strong start. Am I the only one excited about Starbucks holiday cups? You go and you get yourself a, a peppermint mocha, an eggnog latte. If you do that today, you get a free, reusable holiday cup. What's wrong with you? But what 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 is like? I you know I, I'm not I don't want to judge, but like this is the kind of this is the kind of shit that you get excited about in the fucking peppermint mocha cup at Starbucks. What are they paying you, Dave? Like fucking like well, I don't understand. Who gives uh, it? So number like, one, that that looked like a commercial, and number two, Dave, you. <laughs> Like next, next Dave's going to tell us why the sweaters at the gap you need to buy for the holiday season. That's up next. Dave, you, you could be Dave. You could legitimately be like a a commercial endorser. That was like, like the way you smiled and you had it like this in your hand (laughs) towards the camera, by the way, you know what this is right now? Fantastic audio for the people that are listening only. <laughs> this is fantastic. They don't need to see this, the holiday cups. This is they how know. this is how you rack up the listeners by doing hand gestures and showing cups from Starbucks. I am excited. I've got a peppermint mocha rock in there. I'm very happy. I can't be as happy as Nick Costos or as excited as Costos for what's been labeled the dumpster fire 2019 by the New York daily news Costos as a gambler, as a giants fan, how jacked up or how just flat out bummed out. Are you by that pending match clash of the Titans? I'm excited for it. You know why I'm really pumped for it guys? Cause I'm going to root for the jets. I may buy a jets hat and wear a jets hat on Sunday for the game. I can't wait. I am going to root against my own team like I used to root for them when I was like 15 years old. Um, Ross, what, what what years did you play in the NFL? I'm asking this question for a reason. 2001 through 2007 season. Okay, cool. Because I was going to say like I, in 1999, I didn't know if you were on the Bills at that point in 99 or not. The Giants beat the Bills 1917 in a game where Carrie Blanchard kicked like five field goals. And I actually was in tears during the game because I thought the Giants were going to lose the game. And my grandfather, God rest his soul, turned and looked at me and was like, you really got to get a grip, kid. Like the game's not even over yet. And it's like a meaningless freaking like regular season game. I love the New York Giants. Like 15-year-old me hates 36-year-old me. But 36-year-old me actually has a brain. I'm going to be rooting really hard for the Jets on Sunday, guys. I'll take it a step further. Any self-respecting Giants fan needs to be rooting for the Jets, and any self-respecting Jets fan needs to be rooting for the Giants because both fan bases should want both head coaches blown out and get the hell out of town because they're both absolute clowns, slapdick frauds. So I want the Giants to get embarrassed. I'm going to be rooting really hard for the Jets, and Jets fans should be rooting hard for the Giants. So I think this is a really unique sociological experiment with this game on Sunday where both fan bases should be actively rooting for their own team to lose. That's what's going to make me happy on Sunday. If the Giants get absolutely embarrassed, that will constitute a good Sunday at MetLife, the Death Star of stadiums, that piece of shit fucking gray-ass motherfucking stadium that they built on fucking greed. These clowns, the Maras and the Tishes and Woody and Christopher Johnson, what a bunch of idiots. 
They both deserve to lose. It should really end in a tie, but since I'm selfish and a Giants fan, I hope the Giants lose, and I hope they get killed. I hope it's embarrassing. Let me, let me ask you this, Nick. In all sincerity, um, do you think Jets or Giants fans should feel better about the state of their franchise moving forward? Oh, man. I don't know, man. I... I guess kind of the I guess I guess Giants fans only because like John Mara's proven to be a clown, you know. Um, you know, it's a, I, I feel like when well when his dad Wellington passed away, Wellington's like one of the godfathers of the NFL. When his dad passed away, when Wellington Mara passed away, like kind of like John Mara had you know Ernie Acorsi and he had Jerry Reese and he had Eli Manning, so it was all kind of there for him. Every decision he's made has been fucked up. Whether it's sticking by Josh Brown, who was a domestic abuser when he was the kicker for the team, whether it's you know the botched handling of Eli's benching when McAdoo was coach, but at least like. John Mara, like you can at least argue, I think would be an incorrect argument that John Mara at least has like a somewhat of a resume of success as Giants owner. I, I would say it's bullshit, but at least you could say it. You can't say that about the Johnsons. Certainly not about the, the, the younger Johnson who's running the team now while Woody's off, you know, cavorting, doing shit for the other, for President Trump. So I, I guess it's Giants fans, but I don't know. I think both are kind of disasters. I think both teams kind of suck, and I think both teams are going to suck for a while, unfortunately. You know what's funny? I saw this quote today. You guys will appreciate this from Pat Shermer, who I like, by the way. I know Pat a little bit, and I like him. I who almost, could be a good guy? Almost Terrible coach. He almost referenced me in a quote. Now, I don't know why he's even talking about this, but here's the quote according to Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News. Shermer appeared to be upset about the fact that Daniel Jones ran into a mic uh parabolic Mike guy on the sideline. Here's Shermer. There was one, he went out of bounds. He got waylaid by some guy with a boom mic, Pat Shermer said. I don't know what you do about that. Those guys have to be a little fitter and get the heck out of the way. <laughs> now, we talked about this on Tuesday. Casas, I don't even know if you know this, oh, but no. I was right there. I saw it. I, I was watching the game. I saw Daniel it. Jones. On my forearm and on and my forearm is still a little sore and on my hip, but my elite athleticism, I was able to high step, use the, it's really contact balance as much as anything else and <laughs> able to stick the landing. I kind of helped Daniel Jones up. I helped the parabolic Mike guy up and I pushed what him out of the off. way because I wanted to get in the fight that was right in front of me. There's a picture of me about two feet away from the fight, smiling ear to ear. But, like, I just think it's funny, number one, that Pat Shermer's at a press conference talking about that. Number two, the the boom mic guy didn't waylay Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones flipped and killed the boom mic guy after Xavier Woods pushed him. So on on a, on a million different levels, this is ridiculous. How uh, How hard does it get your dick that you were involved in that on Monday night? And what do you mean? That like that like that like that scrum happened right next to you and you got to help them up and like we're talking about it now. Like how excited does that make you? Be honest. I I, I loved One it. To ten. I loved it. it was I would great. love it too. I appreciate you, know you admitting it. I would love it too. I have I have a big regret. I have a big regret. And Dave Briggs is the one Dave, I'll let you explain it. No, I mean Costos. He had a moment. We we all only get like one moment in life. I probably never get one. I mean I'm honored to be here with you guys, but you get really one moment in life. You look like a Ken doll. And you have, you have, you have one big moment, Dave. You son of and, a bitch. And R Ross's moment, Costos, was the cat. 
The black cat is on the field. Ross Tucker captures that cat. He is a freaking legend. Never even ran through his mind. Never even occurred to him. What do you make of that? Ah, I fuck the cat. I hate the cat. I hate shit like that because then it's like, well, now all the Twitter comedians come out and it's like all people are going to talk about for like three days because people are fucking dumb. Who fucking cares that a cat was on the field? This is what people are obsessed I do. with. The f why? But what? This what Dave, Dave Briggs, comma peppermint mocha cups at Starbucks and fucking black cats. Get the fuck out of here, man. Who gives a shit about the fucking black cat? Fuck the fucking Dude, cat. The, you know what I care about? Game, My team fucking sucks. And Pat Trimmer's an idiot. I don't care that he's your friend. He sucks. He's a terrible coach. You know what he should be more worried about? His timeout usage. Fucking or, or punting the ball down two scores in the fourth quarter twice in a month because he's a fucking moron. He should be fired. He sucks. I want him off my team. Great guy, I'm sure. Hope he has a great life. But don't want him within fucking. I wouldn't let him mow my lawn, much less coach my team. How about that? Costos, Costos. First of all, you definitely don't have a lawn, okay? Secondly, oh, right. <laughs> secondly, you have to admit, Dave's right. I wouldn't have been able to catch the cat. But even if I just ran on the field and tried to scurry the cat off of it, how legendary, like, how much pub do you think I would have gotten for me, for my social media handles at Ross Tucker NFL, by the way, yep. for this show, home and home, like that could have taken me to another level. Dave is right. It's a huge missed opportunity. People would have been like, dude, that guy's crazy. You're a goofball. Why? I would have been on like the Today Show and shit explaining why I ran on the field to try to get the cat off the field. That is a missed opportunity that will haunt me the rest of my life. Do you not agree that I would like people to be like, what the fuck? Why is Ross Tucker on the field chasing the cat? Like, what is going on right now? Like, do you not agree that that was a huge missed opportunity? I mean, I guess like in the sense that maybe like you're right that like you would have been able to do all that other shit. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be candid with you, and this is gonna sound like pandering. This is just me being honest. I think you're pretty cool as it is, and I think you're already pretty badass. So who gives a shit? The fucking stupid fucking cat. You're already awesome at the jobs you do. And that's it. And I like you already, so I don't even fucking care about I, the shit. So as far as I'm concerned, I, it, it means it does nothing for me. It moves my own personal radar zero. Zero percent. Don't give a shit. So for me, it does I, nothing. I like it a lot more when you insult each other. I'm, I'm not a fan of when you got when you compliment uh, the Princeton guy. By the way, I'm just being honest. honest. If I wanted to insult him, I would insult him. Hold on a second. <laughs> Dave, do you want to read this black cat update or can I? Or do well, you? Or should... go, no, go for it. Like, this there is, is where one. we yeah. are. This is where, have you seen this, Costos? This is where we are as a care. society. No, I don't, I don't okay? care. Well you, well, you, well, you guys are promoting this, this bullshit. Not me. I love you the guys cat. are into it. No, no, no. Evidently, Costos, you're going to appreciate this. Evidently, there are people that are like really upset and or concerned about this cat. Tuesday, this is from MetLife Stadium. Tuesday morning. We set multiple humane traps throughout the stadium and searched long and hard for the black cat to no avail. At that point, we brought in our friends at Puppy Kitty NY City, a trap, neuter, release, and no-kill shelter to assist with the search. We are hopeful that together we can find the black cat that we all fell in love with Monday night. The there have been erroneous reports in the media that MetLife Stadium houses and feeds 300 cats, which is simply not true. From time to time, we have seen cats on the complex and the Meadowlands racetrack 
located at the sports complex, has a TNR program in place, and currently feeds approximately 30 barn cats. We are grateful for the outpouring of support and will continue to work with Puppy Kitty NY City to try to locate the black cat end statement. Okay, um, this might get me fired. I'm going to say it anyway, okay? Is it horrible if I point out that where I live in Pennsylvania and where my wife's from, especially when they saw the eyes of that cat and it looked like it had rabies, that their solution would be to shoot the cat and kill the cat and it's over. Like, is it wrong if I point that out that my wife, her mom, forget even the men in the family, but my wife, her mom, and for sure, for sure both grandmothers would take out a shotgun or a rifle. They would look, they would shoot the cat, the cat would die and be right there and they wouldn't even go pick it up. They would smile and be happy, and they would know some other animal would go eat that cat, and that would be life. That's, that's, that is where I live. That is Has really any, where my wife – is that horrible, or is that just yes. the natural well, state of man or woman? I, I, I have a feeling Costas is okay with that. Has anyone in your family – no, it's not okay. It's, it's yes, it is. morally, ethically appalling. Has anyone in no, your family funny. killed a cat? I have no comment on that. Oh my God. Now, I mean, I'm not talking about humanely like putting a cat down when they're old. Has anyone in your family killed With a, a cat? With a shotgun. Uh, what by family, do like you it's mean fucking Halo. Blood, blood relation or in-law relation? <laughs> what Ross is trying to say is that his wife's family are, are animal killers. Well... Costos, no, no, let me know. just say this. I'll, I'll just say Parker this. Dave, Dave lives in, in, in Rich Boy, Connecticut. Nick lives in New York. I think this is a good point. Like, when people discuss topics on TV shows, right, the TV shows are all in New York or L.A. And I'm just here to tell people that a large part of the country, believe it or not, I know we all saw, saw coming to America, oh, the land is so vast. The, the place is so big. Do we go to L.A. or New York? Like, there's a whole lot of the United States that's not New York, and they're not L.A., and they don't give a shit. That black cat looked like it had rabies. It's on my property. That black cat is dead. That's a dead cat, okay? That is how it works in a large portion of the United States that's not New York, Connecticut, and L.A. The cat is dead. It's a dead cat walking. Dude, you already hated pets, don't have a dog, have no heart, and now cat killer. I no, mean, he's, like, he's not a cat killer. Who wants to, I, How about I wouldn't yes, kill the cat, but I, but I wouldn't help He's a it. cat killer. Do you have I, a I, 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 I ain't helping that animal. That's the kind of animal that would would be burned at the stake in Salem, Massachusetts, back in the day. I want nothing to do with that fucking cat. By the way, you know what was great about that thing that Ross just went through? It started off as the worst thing I've ever heard with that press release that made it like a child was missing, like a human being was missing. It's a fucking cat. Who fucking cares about the? This is what people like. There are people who like have like problems in their own lives, and they're trying to like they're obsessed with finding this fucking cat. How about you fucking get on the treadmill and do something, or make a salad? 
bad for yourself or do something to better your own life. Call your mom, call your kid, do something to benefit your own life or a human being that you care about instead of worrying about this fucking cat. So that part was terrible. And then he gets into the thing about his wife, about his wife's family. I thought that was absolutely great. Now, would I ever kill a cat? No. But do I give a shit about it? I don't. You know what? I, if I saw a cat that looked like it had rabies, I, I'm not saying I would kill it, but I wouldn't help it. I'd get the fuck out of there. Fuck that hey, fucking cat. Let me ask you guys Who this. Cares? It's a let me fucking ask you cat. This. It's not a human. All right. Let me ask you this. Costos, let's pretend that you're very successful, as you will be, because you're a star. I told you that. And you have a nice yard somewhere, and there's a bunny rabbit or a groundhog eating your nice flowers in your yard. And Dave, I'll go to you first on this. What do you do, Dave? If What would you do if you saw a bunny rabbit or a groundhog eating the nice flowers in your, in your well-manicured Connecticut yard? Very different answers. Bunny, cute, adorable. Uh, not going to do anything with that bunny. Nothing you really can do. They're so damn fast. Uh, well, so we draw the line of animal murder based on if the animal's cute yep. or not, Dave. So if the animal's cute, Absolutely. it gets to live. If it's ugly, it gets murdered. Okay, so just want to make sure well, so, that the, the moral police that we're so, on the right side of this one. Okay. Right, right. So a uh, groundhog uh, does sneak into my yard and I have tried on several attempts to smash its skull with a giant rock unsuccessfully. Um, what? A lot of people. That's more Dave. of a shock. Dave, that is one of God's creatures. Yeah, Dave. That is a completely Dave. harmless groundhog. And no. there are people probably that have groundhogs as pets. And no. frankly, I am shocked and appalled. That they that, are, that changes things for us. What kind of human being are you, Dave? Smash the skull of a beautiful, chubby, furry groundhog. Wow. I'm really upset right now. I'm really first off, I'm really taken aback. First off, it's it's where where I draw the line is are they domesticated pets or not? It's not about cuteness. It's domesticated pets, which groundhogs that cat are not. not a domesticated <laughs> cat. That cat was not a domesticated pet. That cat had crazy eyes and rabies and lives below MetLife Stadium. It should be a de dead cat, according to people I know, not me. According to people I know. And if I could finish one point, at least with the rock the animal has a fair chance. I would never shoot. I like, I don't hunt because I just, it's, it's not a fair sport. Don't justify like, it. How, how awesome do you feel shooting an animal? That's literally like sitting there. I don't, I don't understand like that. I have a lot of friends and family who are hunters. I just don't understand like bow and arrow. That's hunting, man. That is hunting. At least that is a sport. And with the rock, at least the groundhog has a sporting chance. Whereas if I have a gun, that's not sporting. I want a little competition, fellas. Maybe that is where you should draw the line. This is Lord of the Flies. I mean, this is some sick shit that you got. I want nothing to do with any of this shit. Dave, you just basically justified smashing an animal in the head with a rock. The animal, it would be better to shoot the animal in the head with, at least, like, it's like, it's like anyone ever asks you, how would you rather die? Would you rather be shot or would you, like, would you rather shoot someone or stab someone? You know what? This is actually true. NFL teams ask players, as NFL players have told me this, Ross, maybe you can speak to this, right? That at the combine, they ask you questions like, if you had to kill someone, would you rather kill them with a gun or a knife? And anyone with like any semblance of a fucking heart or like morality says a gun, right? Because you just pulled the trigger and the person's dead. A knife, you got to stab the person. You got to deal with blood. It's more visceral. It's more personal. I'd rather shoot an animal than smash it in the head with a rock. Holy shit, Dave, you're a fucking sadist. 
Like, Can God, I you're say a psychopath. something? So, uh, not, not, only that, Dave, not only that, Dave. Not only that. You must have a lot more time on your hands than I do. You want to run around your yard with a rock trying to smash a groundhog's head? First of all, that will never happen. You will never get it. So you, you've you A, never done that, and B, you would never accomplish it. You're just wasting it. time. And and B, Nick, is it bad that I would go with stabbing? I would yeah. go with stabbing. Yeah, it's bad. Um, you, got a lot of, you got a lot of aggression issues. Yeah, it's bad. No, bad. I'm just saying, Thank like... You. If it got to the point where I had to kill somebody, this for is not a the reason, scenario. Like, it's not the scenario. It's you can either shoot someone. It's just not like we're not like, like this. Is, the scenario is you kill this person, you either shoot them or stab them. It's not like oh my god, like it's hand to hand combat for the death, and like your family's life is on the line, and there's a knife there. That's not what it is. It's no, no, no. Here's knife. what I would tell you: you. if I if if I'm killing someone, there's a reason for it, and I don't want to just shoot them. I would rather to I would rather stab them over and over and yeah, over you're a again. Sick fuck. Yeah, because you're a sick fuck. Yeah, because you're a sick fuck. Because you got you Dude. got anger issues, bro, and that's okay. I'm not judging. I don't you, have anger know. issues, but oh. if I'm gonna kill somebody, I want to get my money's worth. Yeah, you might have anger issues. You might. <laughs> oh, okay. We agree do. on this. You have some serious, deep-rooted issues, brother. I mean, yeah, it's yes. true. I love you, but okay. it's true. But that was clear dysfunctional behavior, but, um, we enjoy it. It makes for great radio. You don't think it would feel good. You don't think a little bit of you would feel good when that blade goes into the skin. You dude, you are a sick ass motherfucker. (laughs) You are a sick fuck, man. I like it. Don't get me wrong. And I'm sick too, just in different ways. You are a sick fuck. And also fuck the cat. (laughs) If you're wondering, Nick Costos is at 24 25 <laughs> minutes in. So just about one a minute. And I'm, I'm actually surprised we didn't exceed the one per minute total. I'm sure we can get there. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, load management. Is it a major problem for the NBA that the two best players in the league were supposed to square off and one of them just decided he needed a load management night off So I went to sleep. Who needed to watch that game? Ended up being pretty good. But we'll talk about how big a problem that is for the NBA and Kawhi Leonard in just a sec. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, we should probably go ahead and change how we describe that because I think of something different every time this topic comes up. Uh, But yet here we are. Maybe we can (laughs) hire someone. That Ross can is trying come to say up that he's thinking about porno. Term. That's what that's what Ross is saying. He's trying to use yeah, pornography. We, can we can we please <laughs> too, come up with way. a different term for this than load management? Yeah, here's how I manage somebody. my loads. One per day. That's my load management. One per day. <laughs> Carolina Panthers don't need to hire a new quarterback. They've got Kyle Allen, who so far has been five and one and replacing Cam Newton. Sixty percent of his passes he's completed. Just about thirteen hundred yards, nine touchdowns, four interceptions. Looks like they're in pretty good hands at the quarterback position, and therefore the question is: With Cam Newton turning thirty-one next season on injured reserve for the rest of the season, what is his future? Is it in Carolina? Is it elsewhere? The key factor, a $19 million cap hit next season. Here's how it played out on WFNZ, radio.com affiliate in Charlotte, North Carolina, when they discussed his future. 
This texter, uh, Tim, or an emailer, Tim says, David Tepper actually mentioned that maybe Cam should sit out the year during preseason. You don't give up on an MVP because he got injured. Give him the chance to get back and compete. I don't think Ron and Marty are going anywhere. They put this team together, and then Cam got hurt, so we never got to see the Panthers team Mr. Tepper actually wanted. Next year will be the make-or-break year, not this year. I think it's possible. Um, as far as what he said about Tepper sitting out the season, that was over the shoulder, right? Maybe he just needs to sit out the season. His shoulder was fine. This is a completely different injury to have him sitting out the season. Um, I, I just think, Bone, I love Cam. But I think if you end up essentially spending another year trying to gauge Cam's health and he, and he gets hurt again, I just feel like you're way, I feel like you could be spinning your wheels. Especially, you know, how many NF, precious NFL seasons can you use to gauge the health of a quarterback? That's what they're up against. Do they believe in him? And the thing is, all the free agents that they have right. to sign. If we didn't have this free agent situation, I don't think it would be near as much of an option. Because, get rid of because there's the thought of winning now. Do you well, think Cam has played his last game as a Panther? Well, inevitably, you know, this game has a way of discarding us all. Um, I'm not sure if Cam's there yet. It's going to be up to him. You know, he's made generational changing money. And, you know, guys like myself that are trying to make life-changing money, we stick around as long as we can. It's a different era now because these guys are making so much more. So for me to try to get into where he's at emotionally, yeah. psychologically, you know, it's just impossible. So... You know, those are going to be totally up to Cam. It sounds like from the post that uh, he wrote that he's still engaged, he still wants to do it, but sometimes it's just time for change, and I'm not sure if that's going to happen here, but now you have to factor in the Panthers and where they're at financially and the amount of money that they could change with some of the players that they have coming up and the way that Kyle Allen has stepped up. It's going to be tough to bring him back for $19 million when you can save $19 million on a cap unless there's a – uh, unless there's a renegotiation and some co sort of structure change with his salary, I don't foresee him being here in the future. WFNZ in Charlotte on the future of Cam Newton, the most identifiable player in that organization's history, really the face of the franchise until now. Of course, it is Christian McCaffrey. So let's play some rapid fire with you, Ross Tucker. I believe there is another chapter in Cam Newton. This guy is too talented, has battled back from too much. Yes, two shoulder surgeries, now the Liz Franck injury. Too talented a guy, too tough a dude to let this be his last chapter. So rapid fire on where he could be in 2020. First question, Panthers, yes or no, and why? Um, well, that I would say that one in particular is impossible to answer until we see what Kyle Allen does the rest of this year. I think if Kyle Allen plays really well, and the Panthers make the playoffs, they're going to move on from Cam Newton. I think if Cal, Kyle Allen shits the bed the rest this year and they finish 7-9, and nine, I think they're bringing Cam back. So it's interesting. I don't think the Carolina Panthers' decision on Cam Newton at this point really has anything to do with Cam Newton. I think the Carolina Panthers' decision on Cam Newton okay. at this point is almost entirely about Kyle Allen and I think he's going to end up playing well enough, Dave, that they're going to be willing to move on from Cam Newton. I don't think As he's do back in Carolina. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think Kyle Allen will play well enough 
that the Panthers will feel like he's a winning starting quarterback in the NFL and that it no longer makes sense to put their faith and their franchise in with Cam Newton because of the injury history. And really, I mean, I know people said he he was playing pretty well the first half of last year before he got hurt, but it doesn't seem like he's played very well very often as of late. And with all these injuries, what are the chances he's going to be the running threat he's always been? I don't think real good. And then if that's the case, how valuable is he really? So I personally think Kyle Allen plays well enough that the Panthers move on from Cam Newton after this year. But I do think his status in Carolina, at least, is heavily dependent on how Kyle Allen performs the rest of this year. Agreed. So let's make the assumption moving forward that Kyle Allen plays well enough to hang on to that job and that Cam Newton looks like a passable quarterback in workouts, uh, whether it's in the postseason or whether it's in the offseason. Here are your teams. And let's just go yes and no. Tennessee Titans, would they take him for a year, maybe two? Yeah, I think I can see uh, I can see Mike Vrabel liking that and 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 being and that's a possibility on a scale of one to ten i'll put that at a uh how many teams are we going through i'm gonna go through my top five options all right i would say that's a three okay denver broncos hmm Denver Broncos have no option at quarterback. They have Brandon Allen, took his first NFL snaps last week, did beat the Cleveland Browns. It is clear uh, Jake Locke is not quite uh, – I, I don't think Drew Locke is ready. John Elway has said he's nowhere near ready to be on the field now. Will he be next year? Let's just assume he is too much of a project to be ready for next year to be the Broncos starter. Cam, is he a good one-year replacement? I don't see John Elway doing that. Uh, I'm going to say two. Washington Redskins. Dwayne Haskins looks like a massive project. One, that's not happening. They're going to go with Haskins. Tampa Bay Bucks will have to move on from Jameis Winston. Yes or no? I'm not ready to say that yet. No, I think that's probably a, a two as well. And here's my favorite and final. Chicago Bears have to move on from Mitch Trubisky Chicago Bears is Cam their quarterback next year. I think that's the most likely, but I actually think, Dave, that there's a decent chance that Nick Foles plays just okay in Jacksonville and that the Jags elect to go with Gardner Minshew as their starting quarterback and that the Bears might prefer to trade for Nick Foles over Cam Newton. Believe it or not, because of Matt Nagy and Nick Foles, their familiarity in that offense, the success, they were in Kansas City together. You know the way the NFL works. They spent that year in Kansas City together. And I I just think, man, I, I, I think that there's a pretty decent chance that that ends up happening. So it's weird because I think that the Bears are the – most likely scenario for Cam, but I actually think that Nick Foles is even more likely than that. And I think there's another scenario out there 
which they were talking about on WFNZ, which is that Cam hangs him up. And I just think that if he doesn't get the love that he wants, if, if there's not a team that's like, whether it's Carolina and they say you're our guy or some other team that just loves him, wants him to be the guy. And by the way, the whole dynamic of this is weird because I got to think he's going to have surgery if it hasn't healed yet, even though they said he hasn't or he doesn't need to. How do you trade for him and give up a lot of assets when you don't even know he's healthy in March and April when you're making these decisions? It's a really bad situation for Carolina to be in. It's not a position of strength. I feel like if the Jaguars play Foles the rest of this year, they'll at least be in a position of strength in terms of potentially trading Foles or Minshew for that matter. Uh, Whereas I don't think, I mean, Carolina... It's a tough one to, to really trade for Cam not knowing how healthy he is. Like, who's to say him sitting out the rest of the year means he's even healthy? Yeah, look, I just can't imagine that Cam Newton, the warrior that he's been throughout his career, is willing to let this be the final chapter in this very fascinating story. Um, now, I hope he gets off this vegan diet. Truth be told, I do believe all the nutritionists out there who have reported and said that they don't believe you can recover from a serious injury without eating some serious protein. Sidebar there. I just think Cam Newton is back. I think he could get a shot with someone like the Chicago Bears who still feel like they have a championship-type roster and need maybe a one-year, two-year bridge to whomever is next. And speaking of the Chicago Bears, Mitchell Trubisky has been downright awful. That is not news to you. Pro Football Focus has him ranked, graded rather, as the 34th best quarterback in the NFL. That number might not make a whole lot of sense because, of course, there are only 32 NFL teams. You've got two teams that have two quarterbacks graded better than Mitchell Trubisky on Pro Football Focus, the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, Matt Moore who was coaching football when the Chiefs called in high school or was about to, is graded higher than Mitchell Trubisky. The New Orleans Saints would also have two quarterbacks graded higher than Trubisky because Bridgewater is. Breeze just doesn't have enough action to get graded just yet. So think about that. You could have three football teams with two quarterbacks graded better than Mitchell Trubisky. And some interesting reporting from Patrick Finley of the Chicago Sun-Times yesterday, who reported that Mitch Trubisky said he's trying to get some of the televisions inside the Bears' Hallis Hall turned off. Trubisky is tired of watching people criticize his team on TV. I totally understand that feeling because confidence is so key for the quarterback position. In fact, confidence is key no matter what profession you happen to have. So how evident of that is the, is the play for Mitchell Trubisky? And what do you think they should have the TVs on instead, Ross? Huh. Um, well, first of all, I, I think this is a really bad look for Mitch Trubisky. A really, really bad look. Now, it's one thing, Dave, if you want to turn the TVs off because you're sick of them being on channels criticizing you and your team. I can live with that. I think it's a little bit soft, but I can live with that. 
What I can't live with, Dave, and I don't understand for the life of me, is why on earth would you tell the media about that? Why on earth would you say that? Like, I mean, it, it really comes across as a lack of confidence. It comes across as thin-skinned. Like, I got news for you, Mitch. They are going to boo the crap out of you on Sunday if you don't get off to a good start. And there's nothing you can do to turn that off. It's just weird to me that he wouldn't realize that that's just not a smart thing to say. It makes it come across as, number one, you're listening to all the criticism. And number two, that it bothers you and you can't handle it. Like, you don't want that to be the image that you represent. That It really makes no sense to me why he would tell the media that. And really makes me question his awareness a little bit. I don't know. I, I actually feel bad for the guy. I genuinely feel bad for Mitchell Trubisky. The fact that he can't even look in the direction of a television. This guy's had it so rough. And it's going to forever haunt that franchise. Watching those other organizations. And who they passed on. Of course, to Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And how long... That will set them back. Uh, let's hear some audio on all this. I've done pretty good with that. Um, trying to get some of these TVs in the building turned off because you got too many people talking on TV about us and uh, what they think about us, what we should do, what we are and what we're not. But they don't really know who we are or what we're capable of people or what we're going through or what we're thinking. Um, it's just the outside viewers uh, looking in. And uh, so, yeah, tunnel vision, earmuffs, and just come to work every day and try to get better and get back to what we know we're capable of doing. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. That's Mitch Trubisky explaining why he wants the TVs off. And Ross, I think, you know, hearing what he's saying there, he doesn't believe the critics are right. So why would you want to listen to your critics? I would want to shut them out too. Of course, he's earned all that criticism, but why would you want to sit around and listen to people that never played the game criticize how you're playing? Um, you shouldn't. You shouldn't want to listen to people criticizing how you're playing. But I don't think you should admit that to the media. I don't think you I, I don't think you should want to listen to people criticizing you. But when you admit it to the media, you come across as thin-skinned. You come across like you should have the image that mm. you're above that, nothing bothers you. You don't listen, you don't hear it. It you know, people that, that say stuff like that, no no skin off your back. When you say we got to get turned off, I, I I can't hear, I can't take these people saying that. That's just a bad look in my mind. It just, I it just, I I don't see any benefit, Dave. Like, what would be the benefit of saying that publicly? Even if I don't you agree with them, even if you understand, like, what's the benefit of saying that publicly? There is there is absolutely no benefit to that. I just don't mind it. I, you know, it, it read to me different than it actually sounded. It read to me like a guy that wants to hide from all the criticism. It sounded to me like a guy that is not buying the bullshit. And that's okay. That's okay. A guy that doesn't want to hear a bunch of TV critics criticize his game. They've never stepped onto the football field. They are not his coach. They are not his running back or offensive line or wide receiver. Those are the guys that matter to him. Look, 
It's been downright awful for Mitchell Trubisky. Can't imagine, regardless of what they're saying on television in the Chicago area or across the country, it matters. He's got to have maybe this week to recover and to prove to Matt Nagy that he is worthy of the starting position or they have no chance, no choice but to move on, move on from him and just wipe away the Mitchell Trubisky era. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.